Welcome to the Cybersecurity Simplified Podcast, where we take the mystery out of today's top security threats and solutions. Cutting-edge cybersecurity solutions are critical, but a successful cybersecurity strategy needs a more holistic approach. What does it mean to fully operationalize cybersecurity for your organization? Today on Cybersecurity Simplified, we will discuss why cybersecurity is as much a mindset as a tool set. Stay tuned to hear from our special guest, none other than Highwire Network's own CEO, Mark Porter. Hi, everyone. I'm your co-host, Susanna Song. And I'm Dave Barton. I'm Mark Porter. And there's Mark. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Hey, David. Living the dream. Hello, hello. <laughs> well, we've been talking a lot about what operationalizing security should look like. And Mark, you are truly passionate uh, about breaking security down to something tangible and more problem solving than just throwing complex ideas out there. And that's why David and I love having you on the Cybersecurity Simplified podcast, right? Uh, so let's, let's start with uh, how you perceive operationalizing cybersecurity. What does that mean to you? Well, I... I had this conversation um, with our investor relations firm uh, about some some presentations we were putting together and talking about the concept of operationalization. And he said, that's not even a word. I said, it is a word and it's a concept and it's a, it's a way of doing things. And he said, but it's not a real word. I can't even say it. And he's a pretty smart guy. I said, you can say it, slow it down. We went through it and, and I said, if you don't think it's a word, then Google it. Now, I had never actually Googled it before, so I didn't know, but I actually- Was uh, it a word? It is a word. And while okay. we were, while we were uh, doing the intro, I actually thought about this. I wanted, because he, when he read it to me, um, it, it put into concise words, this concept that I believe we focus on embracing day to day. And according to Google, operationalization means turning abstract concepts into measurable observations. And when it comes to network security, cybersecurity, and the things that we do for clients every day, um, while I'm not the, the, the tech guru around here, I do preach about that concept of giving high value, high fidelity information to our partners and our clients, because the very first partner that we onboarded, the very first one told me after it was done that he was opposed to his team doing this because he felt they were good enough and that he didn't want it to happen, but he was a firm believer after they did it because he was seeing his network in a way that he had never seen before and he was gleaning valuable insights that he never had. He's a dual CCIE and um, way, way smarter than me on network stuff. But to hear that from him really crystallized something that I never even fully understood when we started on this mission to build Overwatch, which was how valuable those insights were to an operator and to somebody who valued security in their business, which every MSP really needs to value security. So I think that definition is really critically important. So how do you get to that point? And David, you can chime in too, as I know. You know you Lots have of time and even more money. That's, 
It doesn't have and, to be that and, way. And pulling your hair out. Yeah. <laughs> At least it did for me. Well, pulling insight, pulling data that, that's relevant, that matters, you measure risk, all of that. Can it be any tool? Is there a methodology behind how you do it? Well, I, I think, you know, you, you asked a question, how do, you, how do you get there, right? And I think about um, I, uh, there's a software that we license in a different part of our business. And I used to do a lot of, a lot of calls for, for the company that's now owned by ADP. And I used to do a lot of calls for the company about how we got to where we were at. And uh, the the answer was two things, really. It's, it's have a strategy, right? Because that's kind of oft overlooked and start at the end. So figure out what you want it to look like and then have, have that strategy get there. Right. And, and I think the same applies here and the, you know, David and his team have heard me say that last part a lot, you know, what, what's it going to look like two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, start at the end and, and figure out what it needs, what it needs to look like and then build your strategy to get there. But in this case uh, with cybersecurity, I believe it's a, it's a never ending journey and right? it's a, it's a daily uh, progress. How much progress did you make today? What did we learn today? We see it across over a thousand networks now, right? Um, and each customer has to look at their own piece of it. So when we get that, we can get that macro view and impart insights from that to our customers, as well as individual unique insights based on their own, their own journey. And each day is another step in that, in that journey. Yeah. And I was going to say, Susanna, that, you know, since I've been here, we've been we've been preaching three big things around cyber, right? There's not enough people, there's too much data, and there's too many tools. And the too many tools piece is part of the problem that we're trying to solve in operationalizing cyber. There are so many pieces of data that if I can't correlate them and I can't tie the event A plus B equals C, I miss out on the big picture, right? That to, to Mark's point, I get a I get a macro view, but I may not get a micro view. I may not get to what's important or what's relevant. <clears throat> and so, I think part of that conversation of oper operationalizing cybersecurity is I need tools that talk to each other, right? I need methods to take data and move it and correlate it and and evaluate it and then ultimately take action off of it. And, and that's been part of the challenge. That, that's why there's, you know, 5,000 MSSPs is because they, they're all struggling with the macro view and pulling all of that data together. And so you have point solutions, you have a healthcare MSSP and a PCI finance and, and CMMC and, and at the end of the day, to operate, operationalize security, it's really not framework dependent. It's not, um, it's not venue or, or location or uh, even vertical dependent. It's all tied to the, the tools, bringing them together, having a mature process on top of it, and then having the visibility or observability, which mm -hmm. is that other term we talk a lot about, and then automating responses off of it so you can scale. You know, David, I used to think about this differently. I don't know if you're 
we've never really talked about this privately. Um, but I used to think about it a lot differently with the too many tools, right? Uh, we talk about too many tools and sort of a narrow, narrow reach uh, with each of them. But the more I look, it's not that you don't need those tools. It's not that those tools aren't good. They just feed into the other two problems. In fact, I'm coming, you know, to, to the opinion in some cases, you have to have a very narrowly focused tool to do a great job agree. on a specific thing, right? Some yes, things agree. just don't lend themselves to the jack of all trades approach or the, the X uh, of XDR, right? There are things that will evade uh, the MITRE framework, for example. Sure. A lot, of, yep. a lot of tools are great on detections, weak on tactics, right? Like, so, you know, finding things that, that you build into these layers, um, those tools are required. It's a nuisance and, and, and it can be expensive. But then if they, if they stand alone, they, you know, the, the, the value becomes almost negligible. It becomes very hard to capture because you're not able to push that into something that does the correlation and then much right. take action on it. And, and I think that's where my head was at is, some of those point solutions are phenomenal. They, they detect one thing, but what they don't do is they don't share the data, right? They don't make it easy for me to have a, a cohesive approach to managing risk. You know, I have to have a console for this, and a console for this, and a console for this. And, and I think those two things, to your point, Mark, are converging. Too much data, too many tools as a single problem, right? Um, but I think we still need those tools. We just need it to be better. We need the cybersecurity industry to be better at going, hey, I got this great new thing, but it doesn't talk to anything else. Mm-hmm. So now I'm making it difficult to operationalize security versus let's pull it into a SIM tool, some sort of orchestration tool, and now we get more value out of the tool that we built. Yeah, you know, it struck me when Mark said cybersecurity, it, it's a journey, and I've heard it in, in so many different contexts, but to hear it again today, every organization has, you know, different experts, different tool sets. How about for, for high-wired Overwatch? Maybe, Mark, you can take this answer. How are we operationalizing cybersecurity and making it easier for our partners and their customers? I think um, the team has done a phenomenal job of kind of breaking down some traditional barriers, looking at things in a different way. And because of our channel-centric approach to this, or channel-only, to be more concise, we get a unique opportunity. We're talking... When we talk to one partner, that partner might represent two customers. It might represent 200, right? And and so they're able to synthesize large amounts of data into their viewpoint, their opinion, and help us understand what's going on there. And then we're able to take that and accommodate partner A, partner B, and partner C in a slightly different way, each of them making the other better, right? Each of their data making the others better because we're kind of synthesizing real-time threat intel. We see something over here, 
we realize that that could be happening over there. As we have advanced in our organization and moved our focus to scale consistency at scale and that's a consistency across a few different things. But as that has, as we've used automation technologies that are out of reach for a small MSP, for an end customer, et cetera, and started to build consistency at scale, we have really started to accelerate the process of operationalization. And for us, that is the, you know, this concept of MXDR, right? manage anything, everything, detect it, respond, and to be able to do it in a way that is more consistent, higher fidelity alerts that they're seeing, faster response times. David's got a goal of having meantime the resolution of 30 minutes, David, across mm-hmm. our entire customer base. Uh, that would be unheard of. Uh, so being able to, although I, th- I think now we're closer, closer to achieving it than we've ever actually been. Uh, I would agree. With, with, with the full production uh, and the, the pace of play at which the team is now able to operate. So I think for us, it's being able to say, when we send you something, it has a sense of urgency or a, a, a higher level of fidelity. So even though it might not be urgent or it might not be a crisis right this minute, it's something you should look at because it's been through way more filters. It's been through a whole lot more correlation than we ever saw before. The machines are looking at the machines. The people are looking at the machines, right? So all of this data has been processed and we've taken, you know, maybe you had 15 tools before and you had the guy swiveling from each console. We've taken all of that now into one and bounced it all off each other. So we've taken that, we've made it quote unquote simple, right? For you, uh, but we've done it by running it through 300 or 400 steps before you ever saw that ticket. And then we make it easy for you to analyze what we've provided, to click a button, create a response, kick off an action immediately, right? So true operationalization is giving you something that's tangible and observable, sharing something about your network that just happened or might be continuing to happen or might be about to happen, ideally, right? Um, sharing that information with you, allowing them to take an action on it quickly, um, decide the appropriate course of action, because maybe it was totally benign. Maybe they, maybe it was intended. Maybe it was a test, right? right? Uh, all of those things. So being able to deliver all of that to them in a, in a, a way that can be done consistently, quickly, and allow them in, in their way, most importantly, right? In a way that suits the partner and their customers because each of our partners wants that process a little differently. That's operationalization of all of these tools, all of this data set and true providing true value for the money that they're spending. Yeah, is automation a requirement in operationalizing cybersecurity? Is that just part of... I, I don't see how you could value. do it at, at any kind of scale without at this point. Um, and we've been we've been doing it okay to date. We've taken that to a whole nother level now. And each tool... I think there's a misnomer, really. Um, and again, this is just my opinion, and, and, and David and I haven't talked about this either uh, privately. I think people abuse 
the concept of automation or the term of automation in each manufacturer tells you a lot about how set it and forget it their tool set is or how much automation is built into their tool. But there are limits to the tool. There's limits to what APIs will allow, right? And there's a lot of limitations on how you deploy that tool. Is it on-prem? Is it beyond the firewall? Is it external to the firewall? If you're external to the firewall, now you start talking a whole other set of limitations, right? So how does an MSSP or, or um, somebody who doesn't provide, you know, somebody who's not providing their own security, how do you provide that true operationalization and that true automation capability through the firewall and those pieces? And without a really sophisticated tool set that is designed for that from the ground up, you can't accommodate things to the degree that I think we would say we do, which is, you know, what is it, David? 53 tools, the average enterprise? Yeah, average enterprise, 53 tools. So when you look at the value chain, um, in, in our case, the value chain is, we have tools that we support and, and, and we believe are important. Our partners have tools that they sell and believe are really important. And the partner, the customer already has 53 tools, let's say, right? So to be able to truly automate and truly operationalize, I can't count on the automation capabilities of any one of those tools, mm-hmm. right? I have to have the ability to own the top of the stack with an automation tool that accepts all of them and can deliver a, a, across all of those tool sets. Because if I'm leaving one out and not, not accepting the feed or not, not building responses to it, I'm, I'm leaving a hole, right? And, and while you may not be able to do all of it flawlessly, anything you can do to integrate into that top of stack tool set gives you a huge advantage uh, from where you were the day before. And that's really where we're saying, look, I can accommodate and account for all three links in that value chain in a way that not everybody can. And more importantly, I want to. I want to make sure that the customer, if they have tools that they're using that they like, I want to make sure we account for those and bring those in. If we do that, we're helping them capture on their legacy investment. We're taking lots of data that's already been enriched and refined and tuned Mm -hmm. oftentimes, which makes us better faster and starts realizing real true time to value is instantaneous. Is that where cyber time comes in? That's where cyber time comes in, right? Okay. Uh, uh, um, I don't know. Is that like a thing. song, Ipsy Hammer <laughs> song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cyber time. Yeah, we're going to parachute pants on you. And, uh, no. Uh-uh. Call, the purple we'll pants. Call it a comeback. You never left. Um, Ta- talent can do that. I'm not doing it. Yeah, we'll put him on talent. He, he looks good in parachute pants. Uh, he's on the West Coast. It, it, uh, right, else? it's up his alley. Yeah, so yeah. The, the, uh, yeah, the concept, I, 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 I kind of, threw that out in a a quote for a press release a couple of weeks ago because I keep reading a lot about the pace of evolution of the cyber criminals, right? Daily, weekly, hourly, they're changing tactics. Mm -hmm. Product, product dev cycles. I mean, you can do a little bit in a week, right? You know, if that, yeah. Yeah. People are, you know, making incremental changes every week in their, agile scrum process right all that stuff and their sprints but you can't put out new releases every week you can't put them out every day you can't change 
oh my God, they adopted a new tactic. Now I got to totally account for that. You can't change that on a dime, right? So cyber criminals are operating in cyber time, right? And what we're trying to do is keep up. You know, get ahead would be great, but I don't know that that's possible anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. But I don't think we can invest fast enough to keep up. No, yeah, or or to get ahead. Yeah, keeping up has got to be. That's hard. Yeah, I I just the industry is is always going to be lagging, right? And so when we talk about you know talk about cyber time, what I mean by that is having the ability using using the automation tool sets on top of the automations already built into all of the tools on top of the threat intel feeds on top of the data that they're putting out that has to be sort of reintegrated right like if one tool gives you this and now we can make that visible in our data lake in xdr and visible in the correlations available to the uh, to the automation the, the top of stack automation capabilities so you got to take that the data comes in every day, every minute, every hour, you know, terabytes and terabytes and terabytes. Mm-hmm. And it's coming in, we're seeing it. We've got to take it, we've got to spread it and propagate it across all of the tool set and then correlate actions to it, right? And and um, be able to evolve at a pace that wasn't even possible years ago, mm-hmm. um, maybe even months ago in some cases. Right, I agree. All right, as we wrap things up, David, I'll start with you and Mark, you can follow, but what are the key takeaways for those listening today around how to operationalize their security for their organizations? Uh, Keep it simple. What are some first steps? What do they need to do? So I think, I think number one is operationalizing your tools, right? You need to have tools that talk to each other. Um, you, you need to have a strategy. I think that's number two. And, and I know you guys hear me talk about this a lot. If you don't have a plan, you're going to fail. So put a strategy together, build your architecture around it, plug the right tools in, um, try to make sure those tools talk to each other to give you a better view of risk and then build responses to that operate to that operational security data. And, you know, as you find gaps, find ways to address those gaps with new tools or add capabilities to the tools you already have, whatever. But at the end of the day, the more we're able to observe, the better we are at operationalizing the data that we're seeing, we see. Mark. I think, uh, and David said it as, as number two in, in, in my opinion, strategy is always number one, right? Like you have to have, a strategy, you have to define some goals. Um, and then I think the other piece is you have to have a, 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 a process for measuring the effectiveness of that strategy for, are we doing this, right? Are we getting this piece done? Are we integrating the data? Every process is inherently flawed, right? Um, Every process, you know, we live in a world of systems, right? There's no, really no beginning and no end to these things. So the reason that the process or system is inherently flawed is because we only, we, when we put it in place, we had a specific data set, right? So it was only as good as the data that we used to inform our strategy and build our process. How do we take the data that we get every minute, every day, you know, every week, every month, 
and incorporate that into our thinking and refine or redefine our process, adapt our strategy, maybe change our goals, right? Um, so I think having a methodology to capture those pieces and to capture that information and refine it as you go is equally as critical as having a strategy. And then I'll say thirdly, you know, if you don't have those resources in-house, selfish, shameless plug, work with a partner like us who does, because we're seeing this happen across hundreds of partners, across thousands of customers and more every day. And we, the, the, probably the single biggest value that we can provide is insight. Yeah. And I think part of the strategy too is for those who are IT, you know, leaders or managers, you, you need the buy-in of your C-suite and your board. And I think that's actually a, a big reason why Mark uh, can talk to this because that is exactly what Highwire and Overwatch, uh, the strategy that we uh, attest to. And that's from the top down, right? Having that strategy across the board. And it's not just, as we always say, it's not just an IT problem but really it is a business problem that starts from the top. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. And thanks to our guest, our fearless leader, Mark Porter. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. If you have feedback about today's podcast, or as Mark mentioned, if you need a partner uh, to help you with that strategy, please reach out. You can just uh, send a quick email to podcast at highwirenetworks.com or leave a comment below. And be sure to join us for our next episode, Network Security Trends to Watch from an OG CISO. That's Eddie, right, David? Yes. <laughs> Your bud, Eddie. All right. Until next time, I'm Susanna Song. I'm Dave Barton. And I'm Mark Porter. And that's Mark Porter, yes. And this is Cybersecurity Simplified. From all of us here at Overwatch by Highwire Networks, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate the episodes you enjoyed, share, and leave us a comment. We'll catch you next time on a Cybersecurity Simplified podcast. Remember, the more you know about cybersecurity, the safer you'll be. To learn more, visit us at highwirenetworks.com slash podcasts.